The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Right, infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here, there's only five dollar face slaps, infidel. So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Hey, Rhea, the landscape may 
game changed, but the Viper is still the Viper. Daddy's home. Incredible conditioning. Vinci now up on the shoulders of Julius. Here's Brutus Creed, top rope. Could this be the moment? Brutus ball again. And now into the cover, and a hook in the leg, and the Creed Brothers win! Oh goodness, with Ivar on his shoulders! Oh, a Death Valley driver! Into the barricade, there were steel chairs there! You heard the bell ring for a double count out! Ivar driven into the barricade! Okay, just shifted a full foot. And Ivar not done yet. He's got a steel chair in hand. And this battle continues. Watson Reed now launching one of the security guards into Ivar. A lot of peers out there. They're not listening to him either. Might just be academic. Running, flying cross body. Cover. Piper and Chelsea retain. I'm guarding Dom Mysterio. And Dominic as well. That's with a judgment day. You're a dead man walking. with Dominic. Sit down, Dominic! Oh, and that's why Granted the authority here by Adam Pierce, I will be the very first to declare myself for the 2024 Royal Rumble. ね。戦いに勝利した。勇敢なヒーロー。そして言うんだろ。物語を続けるって。でも俺にお前が必要なんだよ。俺を解放し、目覚めさせ、進化させるためにな。来る日も来る日も俺は耐えた忍耐強くなでももう終わりだ混沌を
Shinsuke to Cody. Drew, I'm just gonna come out and say it next week. I'm defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Jey Uso. McIntyre's lost it. Drew McIntyre has gone off the deep end. Moments ago, he said he was going to put Jey Uso on the back burner. Well, apparently that is no longer the case. Is this personal? Is this personal against me, huh? Jey Uso! Jey Uso! You know I beat him two weeks ago! You know I'm ahead of him in the line! You know I'm... Jey Uso, of course, not one to back down, making his way out of the out here to the ring. Don't think I'd be getting into the ring with McIntyre in this kind of mood. Well, McIntyre's about to explode, and Jey Uso taking the fight to Drew. And a big super kick, and now Jey helping Seth to his feet. Both of them will knock McIntyre out of the ring. Once upon a time, an American dream taught me that as long as you speak from the heart, you cannot go wrong because it is the truth. And this is the truth. I'm home. Some people are afraid that tomorrow morning when they wake up, they're going to have to come to terms with the fact that their best efforts at being the best in the world in this ring on this microphone, even a commentary isn't just false, but it's a lie. Because the best in the world is back, and the best in the world is standing in the middle of the ring, live and in living color in Nashville, Tennessee, on a Monday night, and his name is.
draw the line. Can't stop my shine. They know it's my time. Let the world know I've arrived. I'm on the rise. Unstoppable. Watch me do the impossible. Watch me do what I got to do. I'm too hot for you. I'm not about to lose. I'm the greatest. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the 1127.3 edition of Raw Review on the PWC Network. I am Mojo Mike, and with me I got... Chris Winland and much to Jimmy T's surprise, I actually do put butter on my sandwiches. <laughs> In Wisconsin, we Ew. put that shit on everything, man. No, <laughs> why... Why would you dude, do that, dude? You go to you go to the ga- grocery store or whatever and get one of them big boss sub sandwiches. The second ingredient besides bread is going to be butter on the list. Every single sandwich can have butter on one side, mayonnaise on the other. Ooh. Yep, guaranteed. Right, goodbye, goodbye, Chris. Yep. yep. See ya. Over. <laughs> no, seriously, man. Wisconsin, we put butter on everything, buddy. Uh, that answers the question. All right. Well, you know what? I guess it's just like the people in the UK with Marmite or Vitramite. Yeah. Oh, I don't even. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had. Now, listen. I've had Marmite and Vegemite. I prefer Vegemite. However, either of them are acquired taste. So basically, well, I guess, I I guess won't that's what unless I have a dire reason to. I guess this we're on a snack attack. We're sponsored by Ruffles have Ridges. That's because that's because our truth made the biggest debut in my view out of Absolutely. the whole Survivor series and WWE return of this year was the I, truth. But we'll talk I, about that later with his pop. Now. I th- I think he wins many many awards for his debut, man. I I was really really shocked oh, to yeah. see this guy, man. Ron Killings is gonna fucking knock it out of the park because ruffles have bridges. Well, I can share sponsorship. Hey, sponsor the PWC HMG. <laughs> well, me, I prefer Utz brand potato chips. <laughs> Ah. Raised in the nor- from the Northeast, you had to have Uts or what was that other brand? Curry's chips. See, our, and those were the go-to. Our brands. go-to is Old Dutch. We get Old Dutch. You get, it comes in oh, the big box like a cereal box. Yeah. You get the two big bags. You pop out we're the two big bags. You pop them open. You can smell that shit. As soon as you pop it open, you know you're ready for a party. I mean, we used to get Old Dutch in a lot of the supermarkets in New York, and for some reason, very few got them. And they weren't in the candy stores anymore or newsstands, so you had to go to a big supermarket. Yeah, it's got to be like a regional thing now, maybe. Yeah, where I lived in New York, around the time 80s and 90s, Walmarts weren't really prominent yet. No, no. But you had a lot of them. Other parts of the country, we didn't have any in New York or Jersey at the time. So we hit up regular supermarkets, Key Food, Pathmark, um, Aiello's, and Ray should remember Aiello's since he lives in Dyker Heights. It was right off sure. of Bath Avenue. Um, at least I'm hoping he does, because I found out he used to live in almost the same area as me growing up. We were a right. couple of bus stops away. Yeah. Cool, cool. 
So we could get those other brands of chips, but of course you had your major brands. So now, speaking of food, how was your Thanksgiving, dude? Oh, it was phenomenal. Good people, good family, good times, man. Absolutely good times. I well, we, we all spent the time moving out my second to last son, so I'm going to be make, making an offer soon. Maybe we can do this more often, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, don't press your luck. Let's get through yeah, this right? at least you know, too, you know? But hey, I'm proud of you. Congratulations. Let me just guess. It took like, what, 18 years for, for you to get your own space, huh? Uh, 19, and we're not quite there yet. We got a 15-year-old still roaming around the house somewhere. I'm sure he's taking his mid-time nap now. He had school oh, and all that, God. you know. It's really rough being in school and then eating supper. Oh, yeah, and it's really fucking rough. rough man. Yeah, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, so he's out like a light. The wife just got home from work. She's having herself some soup. We're good to go. I'm ready to rock. You want to cover some raw or what, buddy? Oh, yeah, we'll cover some raw. Absolutely. That's what we're here for, I guess. Maybe I don't know. No, there was something happened. Yeah, something we're, happened we're yesterday. Here for now. Let's just yeah, talk so, playing checkers, right? I could just sit here and talk ruffles all night long. No, I'd, ra I'd rather to, I'd rather get to raw then. All right. Yeah, that's on. my last plug for them. <laughs> all right. I so, tried. I tried. <laughs> I, mean, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't even really get into raw anymore. No. So, regardless of a review or not, I just lost my taste for Raw. I'll hear bits and pieces on everything episodic speaking from other people talking about it or articles or the highlight shows on YouTube. So, I very rarely will watch a full Raw. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually falling asleep through it more times than not my wife is dodging me it's time for bed let's go and it'd still be a match going on I'm like ah fuck it at least i'm recording it <laughs> right and regardless of punk being there or not i still fell asleep and i had to be woken up so i don't think you're the only buddy one buddy you know shit at, at the right old age of 49 i'm still falling asleep before 11 p.m but it's gonna take a hell of a lot Monday more night, than yeah it's gonna take a hell of a lot more than natalia doing a match to lead me into wanting to stay up for that shit i mean well, anybody uh, who's anybody who's 49 years old or not you you watch raw for three hours and you see if you fall asleep or not yep <laughs> that's a testament of time <laughs> it is now, a chore i must say i must say hopefully now, you have a little bit more fun reviewing it i don't know we'll see oh yeah <laughs> well raw i guess kicks off with uh well not what with everybody i guess expected everybody i i saw all sides of social media see who posts what Mostly a lot, I guess, Facebook, no, Twitter, I guess. I don't know, one of them. A lot of people, regardless who they are, expected Punk just to come right up and, and grab the mic for a pipe bomb. And I'm saying to myself, I don't want to fucking see that first fucking thing. Myself, business-wise, I want to wait until near the end of the show so that it has more meaning and it attracts more people. But see, that happened later on. What did we wind up getting? We got Randy Orton. 
All right, fine. So Orton comes down to the ring. I guess he goes, he says his piece. I guess why he came back. What his intentions are. And then, of course, he had to say a good thing about CM Punk. And, and Cody Rhodes, he, he gave him his comeuppance, you know, he was like, eh. Right. Yeah. You know, usual uh, stick. Usual stick. Actually, honestly, to this part is when I took my dogs outside to take for take a walk, you know, go take a dump or whatever the hell they had to do. I was like, I knew it was going to lead into his next segment. And, you know, presumably it uh, was. Go ahead. Well, I don't blame you because as soon as he was getting to talk about more, Rhea Ripley comes out. So that should yes, have been the yep, part. Yeah. Yep. You, you, you went and you walked your dogs uh, too. But instead of Orton saying, hey, you took the spotlight of my return. Or, hey, you punked me, quote, unquote, pun intended. You know, you, you killed my coming back, dude. No, he praised Punk. Rhea had to be the one to say Punk stole his spot. Yep. That I with that conversation, I felt Orton should have done a little bit more during that segment instead of well, I get it. Rhea had to belittle him to set him up for the judgment day coming to attack him. And then what happens? Judgment Day attacks. Now, have you seen it? Who attacked Randy Orton? Dirty Dom and JD Minecraft. He's got like, I don't know if you've ever played Minecraft or seen the kids playing Minecraft. They got them big blockheads. That's what he oh, reminds me of. Fucking of avatars. Oh, yeah. He's got a huge fucking head. Fuck and, yeah, uh, dude. He's got that tiny little body and it just doesn't look proportionally right. And I want to see him and Adam. I want to see him and Adam Cole perform a tag team called the Rock'em Sock'em Robots because that's what they look like. They're just like blockheads. <laughs> they, they, they do. And Dom is no better. My girlfriend, when she first saw Rey Mysterio, I was in the hospital. She was my nurse at the time. Looks at the TV screen. She sees Dom. That's when his hair was first starting to grow long. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. It was God awful then. It's God awful now. She looks at him and says, Who is that ugly, thin lesbian? <laughs> now, when I heard that, I swear to God, I fucking <laughs> And I had to tell her, Yo, you got to get yeah, well, I did because I was on uh, a whole lot of fluids and everything at that time. And I was holding it in because I didn't want to get up because I was watching Raw. I was in the chair and I was loaded with fucking morphine, bro. I felt great. But I just went and peed myself, I guess, like a fucking yard animal when she said that. But it's true. That's almost what he looks like now. He's tall and lanky. <laughs> like you said, McDummy is just nothing but a big blockhead. That's it. And who, yeah, they, I don't care. and who are they trying? And who are they trying to attack, Chris? I, I dude, Randy Orton is probably he's in the prime of his life, and he's like, a, I think he's maybe a year or two older than me. I'm 45. I'm not really certain on that one, but like, damn, dude, is 
Jarrett is like, yeah. And he said, he said in an interview, he's ready for the next 10 years. I believe him, man. You're looking at Sting. You're looking at his competition in Edge. Look at those guys. There's no competition there. Are you kidding me? This guy's ready to go. Maybe go, go have a piece. I got something older. to say about Randy. When we get over with this segment, I got something to say about Randy Orton before we finish and move on from him. Go ahead and say your piece, sir. All right, because uh, Orton looks fantastic. Absolutely, he he can go for as long as he wrestles smart. He's realized now the past few years, regardless of the injury, right, that he came back from. You compare him to these other two, and that just shows you absolutely how much wrestling has changed the past five years. Orton is basically not just the last bastion of what was left from a certain OVW class that dominated ruthless aggression. Yeah, that was quite some time ago. But it was also when wrestling schools took men in well, they took women too, but they took men in who looked men. like men, acted like men, because those people knew how to convey whatever they had to across a television screen. You don't have that anymore. Now you have every single wrestling school, not every single, a good majority of them, and there's a lot of them in my region, I'll just leave it at that, that they'll team up with some guy who's a fan, use them to put their name on a building and rent it out. They'll train people, anybody they'll train, and they'll take the money. Do these people belong in wrestling? Probably not. They probably don't belong in wrestling, but they'll be an indie wrestler for 30 years, and these guys, they'll be happy about that. Yo. Meanwhile, there's people that are that are near professional athlete level that want to wrestle but don't have the means to do it with a school or anything else. There's right. no scholarships for shit like this. So of course their trainers are gonna take the money from almost anybody. But see, that's what I'm trying to before that that that's a subject yeah. that kind of kind of gets me, but like, at, at least at least Orton's back for the time being, however long it is. Who he's going to go and face against, I honestly don't fucking care. I don't care either. As, like he- as, long, as long as people can tell the difference that that is what a pro wrestler looks like. Oh, this is my favorite goal. Oh, this is my favorite goal. Oh, this is my favorite All right. Um, so Randy took his ball when he was giving it into the wrestling business. He dropped it right away. He learned from that. He picked it back up, and he fucking started running with it. And when he got knocked down, every time he got injured, he came back even better and stronger than ever before. And this time, is like, this is what I was waiting for from him for a little bit. Uh, you would get sick of seeing him sometimes for, like, the nine-month run as a champion. It's like, oh, you know, he's just the same old guy. He's cocky. He's arrogant, blah, blah, blah. But this is showing that he's able to progress, move on from the whole riddle bit to where he's at now. Because that's where he was coming off of. He was still with riddle where he left. And look at him now. Yeah. He's What I want to see him do is have that third runner with Brock Lesnar. 
And I really think that he could be the guy to retire the beast incarnate. I really, really do. Hear me out. I, Hear me out. They came up in the business together. They grew in the business together. They became the business together champions. And otherwise they traded that and such. And now it would be a full story's coming circle because Brock's ready to go away. You know what I mean? But Randy's just ready to go on another 10 years. I don't see another 10 years out of Brock Lesnar. I do see him, Randy Orton, being that guy. You know why? Cowboy Bob Orton has been doing it for generations and generations and generations. No, With or without an injury in the cast, became part of oh. his character, became part of his generations. <laughs> And he did it right up until the end. You know what I mean? He could still probably come out there, hit somebody with a cast, and walk away. You know, God be it until he passes away. Well, right. That he can do. But Absolutely. I mean, I think that Randy Orton has a moment in his life that he's going to surpass his father in legacy. And he really is my prime pick to beat Ric Flair for his championship He's already passed his father seven times over. I'm sorry to say his, his father really didn't do anything in WWE. He was just a famous legend. He did right. everything he, else that, outside of the NWA. Was his career that great? No. He was just a very well-known wrestler during the golden age and then into the WWE. Yep. His son has five times more of the accolades. But as far as Lesnar, what you're saying would be a good pitch for a story. Will WWE let it happen? Probably not. Nah, I don't. I, I really, you know, I really, I don't know because you got that moment where Lesnar did the elbow thing to Randy and it was a kind of suit, wasn't a suit. And that would have been their like first time meeting. And then they had the other match where, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Just storyline wise, I could see it paying off. That's just my dream. I don't know if it's anybody right. else's, but I, no, I also right. see Randy Orton being the guy to beat Ric Flair, and I think that that was picked from the moment that Randy Orton was chosen for Evolution. If it wasn't Triple H, it's going to be Randy Orton, and it just makes oh. sense. Not John Cena. Everybody thinks it's Cena. That's why I pick Orton, because that's the way that WWE does shit. You know what I mean? And he's proven it without a shadow of a doubt that he's in the business to win it. From his, you know, downfall, he had to learn his lesson, be humbled. He came back and grew as a man, as a wrestler, as an athlete. And he's showing it time and time again. Like I said, put him up against Edge any day of the week. Hands and above, he's got it. All right. Now to move on, which is that's what you said is a good story. Well, I guess after that, what did we get? Judgment Day attacks him. Orton, I guess, fends them off. What do we wind up getting next? Mysterio and... Well, Mysterio coming to the ring. Who did he take on? Oh, no, he challenged. It was a challenge. And then Randy accepted, oh, and it was a match. No, Randy made the challenge. He made the match. No, no. Right, I'm talking about the next segment. I can't even understand my speech or text because I got no, no, no. We, we had a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna we coin go. up. We got a segment in the back. Yep. And I guess it's the women or the men together, but 
Dupree mentions that there's a country artist there or something like that, multi-award winning or whatnot. And it's yeah, Jelly some Roll. guy. I, I don't know who this guy is. I couldn't name Jelly a single Roll song. is a country country rapper type person. Like, uh, what's that guy's name? Colt Ford, something like that, right. except he resembles. Uh, unfortunately, I know who that is because uh, I, I actually like two of Colt Ford's songs, but. Oh, I, I just he couldn't was, name either one of those guys. He reminds so you, if you did, all right, if you watched it, Jelly Roll resembles a big country hick version of Kevin Owens, uncapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got, I got the idea that he was some famous guy, obviously. But like, I was like, oh, great. So he's probably going to do the song for the next P PLE or whatever. It's like awesome, cool. He could wind up be doing that, but then yeah. we find out later on in Raw he's involved. Yeah, so I agree. That was fantastic. It winds too. up I mean, being our truth comes in because he hears Jelly Roll. Our truth steals the show he, on that one. He did, and then may, maybe he got I'm thinking Jelly Roll confused with Tootsie Roll because maybe. again we maybe. had to see. Maybe I don't, I don't know, but I never heard of a Jelly Roll dance, and no. unfortunately Zawa, we had to see do what oh. he did again. No, it's getting really old. Yes, it is. and it, I don't want to see Tazawa do that for shits and grins, man. What is every no. time Tazawa going to go and do this? And nobody right. will complain. But people will complain when people like New Day, New Day or Prince Nana do their dance for certain right. political reasons. Yep. It's almost the same shit with Tazawa. It's, it's not funny. It's right. actually dumb that they yep. got to do something like that on television. But well, I mean, just... I do get it because they do got to market to the kids somehow. So I, I do give it that pass on yeah. that one. At least it was a backstage segment. And at least R-Truth was in it and he stole the show. Every single segment he's in, he's a superstar. I love Ron Killings. I absolutely so love this I. man. So do I. And we'll leave off on this part with... You get a lot of people, whether they're marks, anybody else, whatever you want to call them, that will be pissed off because they're trying to social justice our truth. Oh, the guy deserves better. He don't get title shots. He's comedy relief. Well, guess what? He's guy, getting paid. Is almost, right. The guy is almost 50 years old. He has a home or homes. He's a rap artist. He's got a lot of money in the fucking bank and probably has side ventures. The guy doesn't need a title belt. He's a utility player within the WWE. And anybody's going to cry for him that needs a title needs right. to really reevaluate themselves. Are any single one of these people selling merchandise on WWEshop.com? I doubt it. So I don't want to hear no, it. I don't care. I don't care what they say on the oh. internet. Speaking <laughs> of... I peeped shop yesterday because they still have yeah. Black Friday sale going into yeah. Cyber Monday. Dude, there was a lot of merch. If you look at the stars, they nice. fucking pulled away. They pulled nice. a lot of people away. And they were also clearing out Bray Wyatt's merch extremely oh. cheap. Interesting. That's a that's the only a thing one. that is not cheap is his mask. That's okay. still 50 bucks. Yeah, I got I, is oh the Audi one. Oh, okay. I got one of his fiend ones. You know, you know, 
Damn. Nice. All right. So if you remember what match was next, and we were discussing that earlier, what Big Ten team match is next? Uh, yeah, that's a tag team turmoil one, isn't it? It's a whole bunch of turmoil. Well, it was turmoil because it turned my fucking stomach. That's what oh, was the God. turmoil. The only thing to, that I got to say about this is joy to the world for Veer has come. <laughs> unfortunately, they did not come and win. Man, that was so disappointing. This was an absolute shit show, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know what they're doing with industry or why they're even on the roster anymore. If they're just going to treat them like jabronis instead of like the just destructors that they can be, got nothing to do with it. Wait, who's that? The industry. Virna Sanga. We'll, we'll we'll get yeah yeah we'll we'll get to that. I guess they had who they have starting off. All right. Was it Alpha Academy and? Oh, Alpha Academy and uh, DIY. Yeah, that's right. Right now. Yeah, that's right. Uh, see what it is is. Out of the four or five matches, they almost all start the same, regardless yep. who of who wins and who leads off when the next ones come in. It's all the same. It's either going to yep. be a lockup or some kind of move with fisticuffs thrown, a few things happen, then they cut to a commercial, they go outside the ring. There's nothing really impressive between Alpha and, and yeah, DIY. All of like for me, the whole floor with all of these teams, as one got eliminated and the next came in, like you said, it was all the same pace, same pace, same pace over and over and over again until even the end of the match. And by then, I was totally disinterested because we'll talk about that with the uh, diamond mine part of it and them even being on the main roster. It's like I questioned their abilities and they showed it even through their win, that I don't think that they deserve to be on the main roster with half of these teams. And these teams that they were in the ring with, each one of them were leading the match. But yet, Diamond Mine came ahead. Diamond Mine came ahead. Diamond Mine came ahead. And that's all I remember. That's all I got from my notes. Only thing I enjoyed mid-match is when Alpha Academy did the worm and hit both DIY. After that, I guess it wasn't too far long to where I guess I I thought because I had looked away for a minute. I honestly thought that Alpha Academy won. I was I was wrong. I went <laughs> DIY beats Alpha, which kind of stumps me, but yet stupefies me because. If they're trying to push Gable, a few weeks ago he fought Gunther and was made to look like a credible opponent. Now, because he's with Otis, he has to fucking lose to DIY. Yep. Right? Dude, that's. Uh, 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't Gable though. It was Tozawa. Remember, it was Tozawa in orders, and that's why they lost. Tozawa, yeah, Tozawa ate that, and that was fucked up too because they pulled the Freebird rule, and then all of a sudden, like, okay, and then that's why you lose. So, what's this guy in the group for? What are you pushing? What are you getting at? It made no sense. Absolutely no sense. This whole the whole floor of this thing made absolutely no sense. And I think that they could have done something better to get a tag team title match. Out yes, of it all, this man. made Otis look tremendously stupid. Boy, yeah. Just to look good <laughs> near Maxine Dupree. That's it, because they want to, I guess, rekindle a moment that he used to have with Mandy Rose. But those aren't going to come back. Not, no. not at least right now. So then DIY wins, and that's when I guess – Gender and Veer and what is it? His name Sheesh. Uh, Sanga. Sanga. Sing- okay. Sanga. Yep. Now I guess those they were. I think they were originally a tag team in WWE. Or the yeah, other and I see. And I see. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In this year, that's yep. Yep. That's what they call and, themselves. That in this year, I I do like these guys. I mean, million dollar uh, million dollar dollar arm was a good movie. It's based on uh, Veer's life, you know, yeah. when he was a Pittsburgh Pirate and all that. And it's like, okay, well, cool. Let's but just like, say he needs that, to go back to fucking baseball. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they just they fizzled out for me. And I don't even know why they were in this match. What did they do to deserve this? There's no other teams, I guess. And that's another point. Like the women's tag team roster is stacked compared to this. If you saw the last week's draw, which I'm glad we got no, to dodge. <laughs> yeah, I did. All I know is I'm getting sick and tired. And this happened in the middle of that tag match with the the Indian guys against the DIY. Yep. Jin is on the outside. He's not really doing much of anything. No, not either, at all. Either of the other two are not impressive. So what does Cole do? Because Veer is, is trying to look strong against, I guess, Champa. He says, Veer, six foot four, two sixty-five. I'm saying to myself, What are you out of your fucking mind? Before <laughs> Veer debuted, when they were saying Veer is coming, Veer is coming. You know where Veer was? He was on fucking main event battling Apollo Crews, going right. toe-to-toe to him and losing. Yep. When he was standing right next to Veer, there was maybe an inch or two difference. They were almost the same size width-wise. And Apollo Crews is only 5'9", maybe 5'10". Well, well, you know, the more, the more so the how the fuck the bigger is that 6'4"? The more Veer comes, the bigger he gets. <laughs> I'm just sick and fucking tired of it. You could clearly oh. tell the other guy was obviously a lot bigger. Maybe that's why they had him go up against DIY, so that at least it looked like a bigger team is more impressive. But Jimmy's yeah. tall than all fucking three of them, and he's only six six. Right, right. So if Veer, so if Veer is six foot four, he wouldn't look that much shorter. Near Jinder Mahal, right, right, yeah. It's just, you, yeah. It's like a, it's like a Russian nesting dolls. Right. <laughs> and, and there's some other things too, which you know, my side gig. Um, I'm not going to say it over here. Sure, but sure. I have been 
You put parties in folks. <laughs> happen to have a good idea of wrestlers' dimensions. <laughs> I'm sure it gives it away in the white. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm I'm just tired of that whole fucking stupidity. So I guess it was a good thing. Wait, did did I think they? Uh, yeah, they lost to DIY. Somehow yeah. it was a, a some kind of blunder happened, and I guess DIY hit their double super kick, in which again they all slapped their fucking legs. Okay, I, yeah, you know yeah, when yeah. the man was there. At least he made it a point to tell people, stop slapping your fucking legs. <laughs> now, you see it 500 fucking times a day. But I guess they're, uh, now... They're playing what, spoons, the man. Brothers. They're in Tennessee, didn't you get it? They're playing spoons. <laughs> I'd rather hear spoons Yeah, right? see every fucking wrestler do a super kick. <laughs> I, could actually, I could actually play spoons. Nice, nice. I won't, I won't oh, yeah. do it now. One one day I'll do oh. it. You will but have I guess, to. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call you out on that, buddy. <laughs> no, me. I'll do oh, it. For real. All right. All I'm right. not going to say if it's going to be that great, but I'll do it. No, I don't expect anything. I just want to hear you play. <laughs> so oh, we, got, we got Alpha Academy coming out now against DIY. In a match I guess nobody wanted to ever see whether it was a fucking no. gauntlet or no, but somehow they wind up going in the ring against one another, and it's the same like the others. There's a trade off somewhere. Moves are being done. I guess this was a little unique because then I guess they took it to the outside of the ring this time. And uh, I, I got to admit, I really need to talk slow and enunciate what I say a little more clearer with my NY accent because I'm telling you now, I am not going to repeat what this shit fucking says. <laughs> it's really bad and butchered. Uh, yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I guess something is done and there's um, a clothesline spot. And it was from Julius Reed. I guess he was coming out the ring going inside. I had to look for a specific moment where I could actually read what I said. Imagine if that was <laughs> pen and fucking paper. Forget it. I wouldn't I write worse than a doctor on meth. So <laughs> again, during the middle of this match, I guess, because there was a double team maneuver somehow. And I guess it was the spot where Julius had just recovered for something that looked like a botch. He was trying to come around the other side to Brutus. So he had to go around Brutus to bounce off the ropes and then came to Brutus very awkward while I guess he had, he had somebody on his back or something he was going to do for some kind of slam or move. And he went to hit him. But then Julius uh, uh, Brutus dropped them kind of awkwardly, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, and then what does Cole say? Oh, Julius is looking really impressive. He, he looks like he gained 15 pounds. Uh, no, 
<laughs> it looks like he lost. If you look at him at NXT, NXT compared it now, it looks like he lost 15 to 20 pounds and put on a little muscle. Yeah, he like gained, he's in the cardio more. Yeah. Yeah. You could see it right in Julius's build that yep. he looks a lot thinner. Brutus, on the other hand, if you ask me, he needs to get on or do something. Because since NXT, it looks like he's losing his bulk, but also his baby fat. Yeah. Yeah. Julius was a lot heavier in NXT. Yep. I'm just yeah, a stickler for, yeah. Go ahead. Julius kind of reminded me in NXT of a young Randy Orton, be it per se. The same kind of build, same kind of body structure, almost the same athleticism, even, you know, the amateur background and whatnot. Right. I think maybe even Julius has right. more amateur background. So he's got nothing but potential. Yeah. And like you said with Brutus, yeah, and together, like, I just, I don't think they're main roster ready. And I think this match proved it to me in my eyes. I'm watching the whole thing. I'm like, I'm right. totally expecting them to lose, and yet they kept going over. And I'm, I'm like writing in my notes. I'm like, this dealer win. <laughs> DIY steals, or like at first DIY stole the win with Gargano on the roll ups. That's the only way he pinned people was rolling them up. You know what right. I mean? Now, see, right. yes, and you're right. And to everybody else, it would not look like they're ready for the main roster. Why? It's not their fault. That's right. WWE's no, no. fault for bringing right. them in how they did. No interview, no vignette, really. No, no hoopla, no nothing. And, and no showcase matches. That's what we're missing nowadays is the showcase matches to show us what you can do before you mix it up with those that know what they're doing. Right. Simple. And before that, what do you need? You need vignettes. You need interview. You need something Absolutely. for us to know they didn't have it. So no. I guess you can call this with them beating uh, DIY. Hey. Welcome to the WWE, and I'm kind of happy this happened because this was a much-needed win for about a month worth of bullshit. Right, right. But at the same at the same time, I just don't I don't see them winning the titles after this. Like, really, that's oh, no. all it's going to take to win the titles. No, yeah, like, no, right. This is I just mean, to, to show people who the Creed Brothers is. That's it. it as you were saying, the vignettes would have done that perfectly. They could have shown us training videos. Like, boom, 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 boom. They show us them working out and doing, like, maneuvers against each other. And then, like, they pop into the camera, like, we'll see you next week. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, they used to do back in the day and get you hyped up to want to see more. What can these guys do in the ring? You know, what can they really? I know this was supposed to showcase them, but I think the flow of the match, took away from their actual abilities. Like you said, it was spot, 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 move, 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 next team, spot, 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 move, 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 roll up, next team, wait, spot, spot, wait. spot. And this hold happened that thought. All hold the that man. thought because, wait, hold that thought. And you're right. You could say it again if you want because. No, no, I don't need to say that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You'll see why. Who did they wind up taking, I guess, up in the last match? I got even. <laughs> oh yeah, the new and day. That's and that's exactly what happened before the Creed brothers beat them. You honestly had see it took about fifteen to twenty minutes to get to yep. an actual team wrestling match. Yeah, and that's what you had with this at the end because you had a decent amount of devoted time. You can tell throughout the whole card they were going to stretch some segments 
Oh, not the not the, the ladies one that they made short, and there's reasons why you could see it, but Creed Brothers wind up beating New Day. Where New Day's going from here, I don't know. I hope it's another day somewhere else. Yeah, they don't need to go anywhere, though. They're going to be the New Day until the end of time. That was their shtick. They wanted right. to do it. I'm glad for them. At least they're still together, unlike most teams. We'll give them, I'll give them that. That's how it used to be done back in the day. You know, There was tag teams that stayed together. <laughs> I guess they won with the what? The Brutus Bomb. Off the yeah, they, yeah, that god awful move, man. That guy's only going to be doing that for the next five years before he's fucking going to throw a fucking hip. His hip's going to go out, and that's going to be the end of that chapter for that guy. Or he's going to break his tailbone a few times and be like, "All right, I'm going, I'm done." Five years, I give him to do that move for a finish. Not even, maybe. That's at best. <laughs> There's not a lot of cushion on that ring, so he'll probably no. Not you will probably not wind up having hip hip issues first. Yep. Oh, especially maybe doing on the outside of the ring like he does. Yep. Maybe yep. getting a huge bit of bursitis in the hip, may herniate a disc. Uh, things Dude, like that are yeah. no fun. I know. I wake up with it every fucking day. Yeah. As an amateur wrestler, uh, I don't think they taught on that move. No, they no. <laughs> They should play up on those strengths, though. I think they really need somebody to guide them into the future. I wish that Kurt Angle was in better shape, but at the same time, Bobby Heenan had to be a manager because he wasn't able to work anymore. Gorilla Malasun and everybody else had to transition to the jobs because they couldn't work anymore. You know, Jesse Ventura and everybody else. So they need somebody to guide them to the future other than Ivy Nile, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Well, I think Diamond Mine have potential. They're young. They can grow, but they need guidance. And I don't think they're going to get that being pushed to the main roster like they were so quickly. Now well, I say quickly. Let's stay, on, let's, stay, let's stay on track with the tag team because after New Day, you got one more team. Oh, God. <laughs> this, is a team, this is a team I totally forgot. And apparently the crowd did too. And I think everybody everybody was, was anticipating other things to this whole night, so everybody it forgot was what's coming out. Yep. So yeah, it was. music hits, and you get Eichner. I know it's Vinci. I still call him Eichner, but you got Eichner and Kaiser. And now, yep. here's what I'm thinking when they're coming down to the ring. This is going to be good because in this match, we should be able to get some story told. If Kaiser and Eichner will be at each other's throats, who will say what to who because of what happened in the vignette earlier and last yep. week with Kaiser yep. kind of shitting on Eichner yeah. for the past week's losses, turmoil, anything that was said. This should be interesting because Walter also chastised Kaiser. Right. So I wanted to see what would happen with this. So basically, to me, the only interesting thing besides actually watching with these two, a better tag team wrestling match, much better, um, not just move-wise, story-wise, the pace. Oh, Chemistry-wise, these guys can right, pair it up together. Yeah, were done was better than with New Day. Oh, for sure. 
it took about maybe 10 more solid minutes until what happens. Kaiser has words with Eichner. Yep. Yep. You've seen the match, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me your, your thoughts on that. Cause honestly, after that happens, it's like maybe five or so minutes later where there's a botch. And I think the botch was, had to do with something off the top rope. And there was some kind of botch somewhere off the ropes in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was like a miscommunication. Onto or the top rope to get Kaiser. I guess one of them kind of fell. I think Brutus had to get his bearings, and then Kaiser, I guess, had to leap over him or or something like that. Yeah, and then yeah. get to the mat to set up a move with Julius. And then Eichner went, kind of did something, and was going to reverse it because it wasn't too far much past that. Then the match was over. So from that point there where they had words, what did you think? Um, I, you know, I really like Ludwig Kaiser as a wrestler. And I'm thinking that they're slowly trying to gonna turn Eichner heel, heel or, uh, yeah, or Giovanni Vinci or whatever. I think they're going to turn him, not heel, but a face. And the whole storyline in the end. I'm not really sure though why there's dissension because they're teasing the same thing with the judgment day. And I don't like that. They're kind of doing the same story together. It's different circumstances, but at the same time it's the same thing. There's dissension. So why do these why do these teams have to break up so soon? Like why can't they all just like the, we were just alluding to before? I was saying like, oh, the new day stay together forever. They're they're fine. They're not doing any wrong. They said they wanted to stay together forever. They're gonna be together. That's cool. Because like, why does it always have to be a tag team get together and then somebody has to be the Sean? Somebody has to be the Marty. Somebody has to take it. Somebody else has to give it. Like um, as far as the miscommunication in the match i really kind of missed that i guess to be honest because i was over it i told like you said i totally forgot they're in the match i was excited but i knew somehow some way that the creeds were gonna pull it off because they made it this far and i wasn't i was hoping that uh, i was hoping imperium would pull it out because they deserve so a tag team run they deserve so to have a tag team run with with um Gunther and I don't I think they misstepped in that whole storyline and, and even planting the dissension line to begin with so if there is dissension I would prefer for Ludwig Kaiser to be the one to break away but I see it being the other guy well with that said commercial break they come back with who? The guy who loves to wear a suit to the ring. Cody. Um, and he comes yeah. for a cry. He comes on and have a cry for a moment. Well, That's okay. We'll give him his props. He gets, he deserves his rub. Nonsense is Royal Rumble entry. 
You know, surprise, surprise. Well, yeah. Lights off. Here comes Shin. No more talking shit about some mystery person. It was Cody all along, apparently. He's going to bring the chaos mist to his face, though. At least we got that. And that brings in... Yeah, that brings in a few that I'm really not interested in. If you really have anything more to say about it... And neither is anybody else. And neither is anybody else. If you have anything more to say about it, that's cool. We can totally move on to the next segment, because this is my segment. This was going to be my segment coming up. I'm not done. I'm not done. No way. All right, go ahead, man. If you want to have your piece, go ahead. What was that? Go ahead, have your piece, my sir. No, okay. Uh, it could have only been two or three people, and for a while, Nakamura has been right on Plainview TV site, cutting people off and attacking them. When the fucking lights went out, why the fuck was Cody standing right there? Right. Like he's never been in AEW and the lights went out. <laughs> exactly. We know what and happens here. Right. 900 fucking times. This was kind of fucking dumb. And what makes it more <laughs> dumb is why Why is it Cody? Why? Yeah, it's not. It wasn't. I don't think it was it, at that time. Oh, I think they changed story. I think this is one of those Vince McMahon moments re reliving itself in Triple H's pen. <laughs> it should have been Seth. It could have been anyone. It looked like they had unfinished business, even though I guess that last man standing was the culmination or whatever the hell it was. Uh, their last that- match was probably the culmination, but he should have went right back after Seth for that world title. But I can yeah. understand that if they're making Seth go after other people. Or other people right. go after now, Seth. Yeah. Now, yeah. go ahead. Get, get to your segment. All right. Well, this is Bronson Reed versus fuck yeah, Ivar. I was not expecting this. This surprised me. This popped my son. I thought this was going to be fucking... This, I was so stoked when they announced this. And then when they locked up and started slapping me, I'm like, dude, this is the best thing I... I've ever that seen was a long time since. Fucking thing about now, as far as the match in the ring, the only good fucking thing about that match was how the clothesline sound from Bronson Reed. As yep. big as Ivar fucking is, his clothesline looked like shit. Right, and he's bigger yep. than Bronson. Bronson's yep. connecting, yeah, making a smash noise, hitting him, and all Ivar does is, bah, bah. right, right. Yeah, that but was the only thing I enjoyed. Everything on the outside was much better than the whole mat. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but this reminded me of like Bam Bam Bigelow, Big Boss Man going at it, Bam Bam and King Kong Bunny or Boss Man and Bundy, Boss Man and fucking Yokozuna. I love those type. These are the I love these type of people in professional wrestling, sir, because this is larger than life superstars. This is what I saw when I was a child, and this made me. When you see when you're a kid walking, but walking both down, under six foot two. Yeah, when when you see these people walking down the ring, you're just mesmerized. You can't help to but to be like put back in your seat. When my wife first went to a match and we saw um the Wyatt family come out, 
she was just thrown. She was immediately like taken aback. She was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe how big they fucking are." You know what I mean? Right here, I got Audrey the Giant's blanket. I got his hand. Look at my tiny hand. You know what I mean? It's like fuck. That's the first guy I ever seen live, and he made me piss in my pants. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I swear, this was the match of the night, if I must say it for me. I'm going to say that right now. I want to see more of this. They had a bunch of shenanigans outside of the ring. It got broken up. The match never ended. But this was the match of the night for me because this made me feel exactly how I felt when I was like 10, 11, 12, maybe even younger, 8, 9, 10. You know, around that time frame, back when I was first getting into wrestling, and it was like, oh, who are these people? Where do they come from? It was a circus sideshow, and I love that about professional wrestling. That's why we're here, sir. Well, if you liked it that much, you should remember I did. a few certain spots that happened right before the last three minutes of that segment ending. Yes. And what were they? Oh man! Well, we'll get to a few, but like you gotta take notes, Chris. Oh my Not god! Good things you gotta take notes. Oh, I got it! I got it! I got it! The low borough from Bronson tossed Ivar into the barricade. It was a count on at that point. Yes, that's one thing. Yes. It was, it was a count on at that point, but my favorite part, are you going to mention it? I'm going to see if you mention it. I got a favorite part. If I mention it, you mention it. Don't get me to give you the answer. You All right. Well, it was when he picked up, or uh, when uh, Bronson picked up the security guard and long, long darted him right into fucking Ivar. That was the fucking best. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. That was one of them, and then there's another, I think. I would have missed the other one, but that was the one that totally stood out for me because I've always fantasized about being used as a weapon against somebody. And that was, I love it when somebody big takes somebody small <clears throat> right into somebody else. <laughs> it was the last guardrail spot they did. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, is that when they did the, um, yeah, it was just a toss into the barricade because. When he picked him up at first, he dropped him, and then he threw him over the barricade. Bronson picked Ivar up, dropped him, because he kind of lost his footing for a moment, and then, like he splatted right onto the fucking ground, and he could hear it go right. And then he like that's when they lost over to the barricade, and then after that, no, go ahead with your spot because it was just so that chaotic. Was I was like, that oh, was it. I'm so into it. That was it. It was only nice. really a total of three. And honestly, it was better than the whole match. The only thing I don't care for is Valhalla. I know she no. has her place. And yeah. she's there, I guess, because she's Eric's husband while he's away. Sure. But Ivar is really not that impressive. It, he was better when they were War Machine. In, a lot of people in Ring of Honor? Yep. He, he does not come across intimidating when he talks. Now he sounded a little more intimidating. Before mm -hmm. he sounded like Mike Tyson trying to get pissed. Yeah, when he speaks, it's kind of surprising because you expect him to be all burly and tough, and then he starts like beep, 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 like me and my well, voice. At least portray yeah. that. At least portray that. Don't sound right. like yourself. 
Nobody wants to hear your true self talk. Maybe that's Hyping why they up. had the Valhalla there, but then they should just let her have at it. Her, I don't even care for much either. No. I mean, not, you know, Michael Cole used to say a lot in Valhalla, in Valhalla. Yeah. Valhalla means you're dead, you're in heaven, or they're heaven. When I hear in Valhalla, her name is Valhalla, I'm thinking of somebody screwing her. Right. Yeah. It's like, eh. yeah, I can do with order. I mean, in Valhalla. Stop. I am interested to see what these guys do next. So we'll see how, what they do to maybe like reinforce the ring or whatever kind of gimmick they're going to come up with to keep them contained. Because I think that's going to be part of their shtick. Maybe we'll get another broken ring. I don't know. I, I'm interested, though, because I, I, I do think there's a place for both of them in the industry. Whether they're winning or losing means no difference to me. Oh. Speaking of big individuals, <laughs> who comes down next? And she actually waits in the ring for almost five minutes oh, between God. commercials and other and other vignettes. Then they get to her in the match. Yeah, I have snacks. Bingo. And she's uh, taking on who? Zoe Stark. Uh, yeah. I was hoping this was, I was really hoping this would be a quick squash. I am disappointed that it wasn't. It went this on, was another went bathroom on. break for me, to be honest with you. That's why it took me a minute this to get is, back on my bearings on it. But, yeah. This is truly what they call all. a popcorn match. This is truly yeah, what they call a popcorn match. And uh, everybody used to get up and go get popcorn. It would be before or after the intermission. Give time people to get their snacks, go to the bathroom, come back. Well. I think I see a lot of people getting refreshments <laughs> or go to the bathroom. Because this, this, this match, why this even? Got not that, you know, listen, it's not that they were really horrible. It's the fact that there was, one, no reason for this match. Two, no method or anything behind it, behind it really. All there is is across a, a couple of cross connections, maybe. You know, and, and then you got to wonder... What are they going to do with Zoe? Never mind Naya, but Zoe after this, she lost to Ripley. You're going to have her as a tag along to Shayna Baszler while she takes on another person, and you have Naya, Naya Jax just left there doing fucking nothing. Well, then she Zoe gets squashed, and then what? It's like, and we worse yet, we got a commercial break in between this match, and that's what made it, man. That's what made this night so hard to watch. It was like every single fucking match, there was a goddamn commercial break, and then we got a. I'm gonna um use Brandon from the Impact to Task term. We got a ketchup packet every single fucking break. You know what I mean? It's like, I get it. There was a pay-per-view. Cool. But it was like the same people were in the ketchup packets. And it was like, uh. Well, the ketchup I, packets came later on after the match, not during the match. No, no, match no. Was, but like, the match was still going. They had to come back for the commercial. The bad you know, thing is it went on for an extra five minutes. Right. Now you right. had to do her signature two moves. Plus the bottom drop. 
Yeah, Can you imagine being there live, having to wait through that shit? Fuck that. I'd have been upset. <laughs> well, you know what it is. Even though they may show it on the Titan Tron or whatever else, there's still a match going in the ring. So people right. are watching that cordless. The problem is it went on probably five minutes too long. Absolutely, 100%. Naya should have squashed her to begin with. Dawn said over. If she was going to win anywhere, anytime Naya is going to win. I don't, I don't agree with a squash because Zoe is an actual actual athlete. She actually looks like she can give someone a run for their money. Run for the money, not win and beat them. Right. But run right. for the money. But if Nia's um, going to win, she should win under, undeniably. At least at this point, if that's what they're trying to book her to be. Undeniably, yes, but not a, not a complete squash. Yeah. At least five minutes, a little bit of toe-to-toe. -to -toe. What I didn't like, I, I guess they did those that stupid fucking elbow spot. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh. Oh, speaking of elbow spot, that's what I forgot to mention. <laughs> With... Uh, with the two big guys, Bronson and Ivar. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did a forearm spot. And then they did those stupid fucking, what I call, wacky, jappy fucking palm smacks you know, in the fucking know. corner. Because you that know. other guy fucking does them in New Japan. You know how fucking stupid that is for a guy in a fake fucking fighting match. To stand in front of a guy in a turnbuckle and constantly repeat, yep. Yep. And the guy there in the fucking corner doing this. It looks fucking stupid. Stop doing this shit. It, it, it looks stupid. Right? Especially right? when bigger men do it. Because a bigger guy is supposed to really do what? Grab the guy by the fucking neck, hurl him in, and beat the fuck out of him. Right, right. They're not just supposed to absorb it all. Chops, chops are not going to hurt and kill you. I've got chopped many fucking times. You know what they're going to do? Sting and hurt the fuck out of you. Then you're going to yep. get pissed and you're going to want to rip the guy's fucking yeah, skin off. Yeah, you get pissed off. That's what they should be doing is like hulking up at least. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Take on that. Absolutely. Ben, to quote Ben, that was my wacky, I'll give that term, wacky, jappy, fucking wrong style move of the week. <laughs> so we get ketchup packets and wacky jappies. <laughs> yes, wacky jappy. I don't know if I could say on here what I, uh, <laughs> term that I did, that I uh, christened the three Japanese women. <laughs> the, the, the kabuki uh, hearts, I guess you could call them. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh. exactly. We might be so, on channel2.com. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how much of an attitude it is if that gets censored yeah. or not. Yeah, right. right. But, uh, <laughs> well, this is for the PWC, so I guess we should be fine. We uh all right, so that match, thank God it's over with uh Zoe and uh Nia Jax. Yeah, I won't say yes. stacks because I'm a big person myself, so I'll sure, sure. I'll just call it Nia Jax. Yeah, I, I actually do like Nia Jax. I do, I really do. I think she's one of my right now favorite ones on Raw per se. 
And I hope she gets another title when it's Homer online. I think she's. I do too. I don't like why everybody hates. Oh, she's injury. She hurts people. Blah blah blah. Oh, this is combat. Because of the <laughs> internet, bro. Because yep. of the internet, internet, and everybody and their fucking mother is quick to say shit as soon yep. as they see a so-called botch. And is it a botch? I don't know. Is she trying to hurt him? Maybe. I hope so. If they keep putting her in the ring, obviously they got confidence in her. I don't know. I'm not Nobody the one booking is. it. Yeah, I'm not the, the one booking it. Man. Shit. The only she thing I know is. Go ahead. She, she knows what she's doing, man. Right. Uh, she's the rock's cousin. I'm pretty sure she's got a keen sense for, of this business. The you know, she's supposed, she's like supposed to make you want to hear. They cut her off too quick against Rhea Ripley. She came back. Hmm. There was two weeks True. of shit. She had right. a match with Rhea. Yeah. Then it's over. Right, and now right. fighting Zoe Stark. Well, that's how the cookies crumbles, and that's why they call it Nia Snacks. But anyway, <laughs> I know I said I wasn't going to say it, but we got we well, got you the great I, character. <laughs> I, pretty much, I guess now we come to where we find out what's going to go on with Imperium, as I guess Imperium is there as a trio. But at first, I didn't notice Walter there. He kind of was off to the side. But you, you, you get to see Eichner and Kaiser face-to-face, -face, I guess, telling each other how they feel. And uh, I guess it was kind of a blame game. It really didn't get heated up yet. So I guess we have Walter... Guess he says to Kaiser, he's got to like shape up shit like that. Eichner had a shit eating grin on his face, too. I noticed. During yeah, that. I did too. I did too. He was smiling the whole time, as he should be. But uh, I remember it was what was it, Kaiser? Yeah. I guess was telling Eichner what to do in the tag match, and they lost right, as a result. Right. So I guess Walter kind of dismisses them from the back, and then the Miz comes up. Oh, God, yeah. Long story short, Miz gives Walter props, and he basically wants another title match. Walter, after many words said, I guess, I what did he say? I think he said no. No, he said, no, uh, you don't deserve it. He, he kind of gave him his respect. Along those lines, it left yeah, he kind of gave him his respect, but, like, you got to get back. Like, you don't deserve it. Somebody else does. And, like, that was pretty much about it. And then Miz gave his, like, stare. Like, mm. And he almost had, like, a boo-boo face because he had a wonder, gee, what am I going to do now? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't care to see these two tear it up again. I think the Mish could have moved on. If he was going to turn babyface, he could have moved on from that and gotten to another storyline. They could have had him even do something with our truth. At this point, they nah, have history. Too early. too early with them. I want to see 
if if WWE does it, it it's up to them. But I want to see another match between Miz and Walter, even if Miz does not turn face. He doesn't have to turn face to fight Walter. Yeah. He's he got to be the Miz. No, he's he faced all. You didn't catch that? You didn't catch that? Huh? Survivor Series? What? He came on his face. They introduced him as face. He and came like on, right. Not, they were putting him up as he face. He wasn't introduced as a face. Kind you don't introduce just, somebody as a face. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like the way that the announcer was playing up on his name, even was a little more like bravado. Right, the announcers did that because they really don't do bad guy versus bad guy. So right. in this particular match, yeah, Miz played the face, but he doesn't necessarily have to be, I guess, the face to take on Walter. But, but since you mentioned you truth. Now, since mm. you mentioned truth, what they could do is rekindle their old tag team and go against who? Imperium. Bingo. <laughs> that, I'm sure not just myself, but maybe a lot of the WWE fans may want to see. I would love it. I, would I, take I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it at all. Both of them as a team. Yep. I would love it. I would like that a lot, actually. I would like that a lot. Like I said, our truth is the MVP of the night for me. I must, you know, if I if I give the match of the night between Brasserie and Ivar so far, so far we haven't got through the night, I would give it to our truth for the MVP. <laughs> he still in that Survivor Series too. He was my he was my pop pop of the night. To me, that was the best comeback out of anybody in the Survivor Series in WWE. Totally this year. Totally. I agree. I absolutely 100% right. all in. Speaking, I, I of coming, speaking of coming backs that weren't so great, well, they returned, I guess, from another commercial. <laughs> another, another one? Are you kidding me? Another commercial. <laughs> well, they got to usually take commercials at the top of every hour. Oh God! The ones look, you look. see usually every quarter hour. Yep. The sponsors tell them when to kind of have it there yeah. in those fifteen-minute time and slots. It becomes a pattern. They have no goes, choice. Yep. But to show it, and lots of times, nine out of ten, it happens when there's action going and people are actually getting invested, and then they come out with a fucking commercial. You know? So sometimes, I guess the commentators or producers, they'll call it and say, all right, let's do one now. Or sometimes the sponsors have been known to tell them, hey, this is when we want our product shown. If that's the case, they got no chance. Right. That's why it looks like there's so many. But don't forget, Punk was on there tonight. They dedicated the last five to ten minutes to him. They rushed everything after the hour and a half time mark. So they had to get the commercials in. Yeah, they also gave us an hour of commercial-free programming. So, And that's what everybody was anticipating Punk with. And I think that threw everybody off. That's how they sunk us in. Right. That's how they got right. us. They got us all. Good play, WWE. Good play. Yes, very good, very smart. Hopefully, they'll get over a 1.6. Yep. I hope, I hope so, too. I want to hear 1.8, 1.9, or even greater. 
Well, even at one point eight, that that point eight, that eight is all that AEW ever gets. There's a whole other million people. There's a whole other million people watching the other product. Just saying. Sometimes more than that. Yeah, just saying. So right. for maybe a one but that point eight is about the that point eight point nine is all AEW ever gets at their top without Punk. Even with Punk, they didn't do much more. No shit. They did maybe a hundred <laughs> more viewers. Hundred thousand more viewers for maybe a point and a half. That's <laughs> right. Now speaking of round, Seth Rollins uh-huh. is in the ring, and what does he start oh, off God. with? Oh. Listening to the crowd saying, "Just to be a bunch of dicks," because the crowd always has to, to have their fun. They start chanting CM Punk. Of course they do. What else they Well, because they're marks, and because they saw the Survivor Series, and that Seth Rollins was not that happy yep. with the return. I hate to tell you, folks, but he was told to act like that. Shh. Don't tell nobody anything, you know. Hey, come closer. Closer. That's fake. <laughs> you know, anyway. All that. I mean, anyway. Does he have, <laughs> does he have some disdain for punk? He probably does because of what Punk said about him, Triple H, and all that shit. But guess what? That's in the past. When people are mad, they say shit. Then you get over it in life. But the crowd had to have their fun. But see, then Seth calls Punk a hypocrite. But see, no, everybody's Punk upset. Come down to the ring after that said. That should have been the stop all right there. Two seconds later, boom, Punk comes the fuck out. Don't even play the music. Make it look real. Don't play yeah. his fucking music so that the marks right. can sing along. The Saint of Jericho cruise. Don't play the fucking music. Have Seth come down. I mean, have uh, Punk come down. This is real-time talk. Have him confront Rollins. They didn't even do that. No. No, I mean, just... The storyline, there is no storyline here. And that's where they kind of filled with it all. But at the same time, this was a big WWE going like, you know what I mean? So whatever, give them the, all right, cool. Cool. I mean, obviously they're always going to be on top and this is exactly why. And I'm not arguing, you know, and I'm never going to be safe. I'm never been the biggest, like I've never been the biggest you know, punk fan, but at the same time, if there's real heat, cool. Then maybe Seth Rollins should have punched him out in the backstage and made Triple H fear for fear for his life. And maybe then everybody would be happy. Like I think people are getting way too far with this shit. Like this is wrestling. What do you want? Like, do you want them to start cutting each other in the face with fucking switchblades and shit? Like, for real. No, like, they're not gonna no, to the, if they're not cutting themselves in the corner with a razor blade, they're not happy. So maybe the other guy should slice them with one. I don't know. Like, come on. How no, far but, do you want it to go? No, but just for the fact of realism, they should have had Punk come out without his music and confront. 
But I think they were trolling us all through the whole. I think this is WWE trolling us through the whole thing. Of course they were. Of course they were. Of course they were. They wanted viewership. You think they're going to punt? Listen, do you think they're going to put Punk on within the first half hour and blow their wad? Wait. Well, why would they? Why do they have to? They got him. They got him for a multi-year contract. Apparently, we got plenty of time. What's the rush? Right. So you put him on long, at the end of the show. Long-term storytelling. <laughs> Not just that. You put him on the end of the show. He was announced for that Raw. You put him yeah. on at the end. They were looking to got him. Right, but we'll get to that. Whose music hits instead? Uh, oh, nice. And Drew McIntyre. Yep, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> McIntyre's music hits. Comes to the ring. Basically, his words with Rollins are, we don't like each other, but you were right. I'm the reason why I lost against you. I want another match with you. Seth basically says, no, not going to happen. I'm taking on Jey Uso. Drew hits him with the Glasgow kiss headbutt, I think, which looks yeah. fucking great, especially yeah, that was from the other camera. Like, as soon as he hit him and came back, he had that spot of blood on his head. Like, holy shit, he actually connected. Like, immediately it started trickling. And yeah. it was like, it kind of welled up there for a moment. It was like, damn, that was sweet. That's I, yes, it was. That's what, You took the words right out of my mouth. That was done very, very well. That spot I enjoyed a lot. I like that. Whether it was planned or not. To, I mean, you can't plan for it to bleed like that. But how it bled, right. I was like. I was looking at Seth. I was waiting for Seth to get up what? to see if it was nice. Seth. No, you know, I he, hit, Seth he, the Seth, of it all. he hit Seth's glasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Now that glasses looked more realistic. Down. That looked more realistic than Ivar's fucking five clotheslines. Well, here's my take on Drew McIntyre. I don't think that he's going to quit WWE to go to AEW and lay down for Jungle Boy anytime soon. There is no way that he went and conquered the indie circuit to come to WWE, rise to the top, beating Brock Lesnar, just to go back and lay down for Jungle Boy. There is absolutely zero chance of Drew McIntyre going to AEW. He's in there because he's a businessman. He understands the business now. And he's going to do what it takes to make it progress and make himself relevant. No matter if he takes a win, takes a pin, or just looks like he's a Kevin Nash and Mike's Magic Mike movie type of stripper with his skivvies. Because I think he does need a makeover. I think he needs a change. There's something that he could do to bring his aggression to the next level. As a heel, if that's the way he's going, but tonight or last night on Raw, he wasn't really leaning full in on heel. He was like, Oh, I'm kind of tweening it, man. I was doing, and nothing he said was wrong, you know. So you can't really argue with what he's saying. But for me to take him seriously, I think that he needs to get more serious as a hero, heel, lose, switch up the gimmick, maybe change the hair. 
anything to tweak it up. Lose a sword for sure and stop counting down. The sword I and, agree on. Yeah, if you want to be a heel too, you can't count down before the claymore. Nobody gives a shit. It's not the same as Roman doing the ooh ah, because Roman Reigns is the head of the table. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Drew McIntyre, nobody's going to come Head of a table or not, ooh ah looks more impressive than thing with a fucking sword. Well, right, or even just counting down because you're getting the fans behind you by doing that. If you want to be a heel, fuck the fans. Do your moves, make them brutal as possible, kick ass, and leave. And that's the way that Drew McIntyre should be booked if he's not going to be champion. Just come in, slay the people, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Take no prisoners. You know, maybe you go back to being the chosen one type of persona. Come out, the worst you know, thing, prim and proper. The worst thing about like, Drew McIntyre right now is his hair dye. Yeah. Well, and it's obvious, like he's, it looks like he's cosplaying to me. Let's go to the Quidditch Festival, sir. All right. <laughs> Come on, Harry. Where's the way to call warts? You know speaking what I mean? It's like with that, the sword and shit. Speaking of things that died, now comes that woman's tag match that you would drink. Can we please just skip this? Can you give the results and just skip this? Because this automatically, no matter what show I'm reviewing, as soon as I have to see Natalia before and after a commercial break, it gets a negative for me. So no matter see, what I, I give this grade level, it's a minus. Just for her well, being I out of mind. I don't mind Natalia. And I'm not going to get into a lot of things. I can't even just... She's a good, I can't stand Tegan Knox. I cannot oh, stand Tegan Knox there's it's almost no reason work. why she should be on the main. If you ask me, she's on the main roster because of pity. She was on NXT too long, even with the injuries, so they figured they'd give her a shot on Raw, possibly. I'm not sure, but if you ask me, she's not even ready for that. This whole match proved it. Who needed yep. to be there? Yep. And who did not? The same race yeah, this match was the double, no, was Maxine Dupree. And God, she looked gorgeous. Yeah. The worm. That was the saving grace of the match with her and Ivy Nile. Now, does Ivy Nile really belong there? Nope. Probably not, but they did it because she was with the Creeds. Creeds. She got and they had to give she some reps. There. She has been there since even before her NXT stint, even before the Creed, she was in Raw Underground. She oh, looked more she impressive in Raw Underground. Then she did an NXT. Right. Yeah. I, she portrayed a tough MMA chick. Over there, just, she looked like, in NXT, she looked like the love child of Ludwig fucking Borga and Luna Vachon. <laughs> Which I guess she still does now. She looks a little hotter. Still, yeah. But, yeah, she, I mean, she looks a little hotter now, but. There's really nothing, no gimmick, no nothing to her. She's just a blonde chick who's athletic with braids. Yeah, and she works all cool. Maxine Dupree. Yep. There's nothing for them. There's nothing between them. No. Why? It's like, why are these, a lot of these people, even on Raw, for right. not yeah. having the room in NXT if? They don't have the rep. I saw that. There. Are they going to make WWE money? <clears throat> 
And like when the Crees were going against DIY, that proved to be that the Crees don't have the reps. DIY has been in NXT for the longest, longest time. People thought that Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano would never leave NXT, and they were happy with it. You know what I mean? And then once they got called up to the main roster, they're like, Ugh. but they proved that they were way more stably sound than Creed's will ever be. And Ivy Nile is even further behind than either of the Creed brothers. So she has no business being in a match. And I had and no Ivy interest. Ivy Nile has been there longer than the Creed's. Well, right, right. Why has been there longer than the Creed's. Well, absolutely. Oh, yeah, they've been there for the longest, at least right. for a long that's time. That's why the Creed's, yeah. they're there so short of a time. That's why they look like they don't belong. Right, I'm talking right. that team. We're in there long. Eight months to a year is not long. That's just that's right. getting your dick wet. But as far as this match goes, I'm glad that the champions retained. I like Piper Niven. I like Chelsea Green as character. I do too. I met Chelsea Green. She's a sweet, sweet girl. And I wish her nothing but the best in her career. Piper Niven, I'm glad she's got a championship title in this company for for once. You know, she really, really deserved it. I saw her a couple times on the indies. I really like her work. I think she could she needs the Chelsea Green to speak for her, I think, and it works well. I like the tandem. She I think does, it works. Yes. But in my view, just because she wrestled good on the indies doesn't mean she needs to get a WWE title. You know what that no, shows no. me? It shows me that all the other girls, as far as the talent, are not that good or aren't good enough yet that they had to give the title belts just to, to do a story I, or anything. Literally, they gave it to her. her. Yep. Well, they gave it yep, to him. Who else are going to give it to? It's not that right. those two were great wrestlers on an indie show. No. See what right, I'm saying? Right. Yep. Oh, I do. I it's do. Like, I hear it. I hear it. It's just my local love for them, girls. <laughs> huh? It's just my local love for them, gals. Seeing them come to my local show. Oh, you no, know, you can have local love. There's nothing wrong with local love. But then you have to ask yourself, why does WWE have them? And what do right. they intend to do? They got right, so many right. people on their roster. I'm just salivating to hear after the Christmas cuts of the new year. I'm salivating because uh, you know it's uh, going to happen. Yep, yep, and that's yep, when everybody's going to bitch and moan. Oh, they shouldn't have got rid of this one. Oh, they shouldn't. Yes, they should have. Was that right. person making WWE any fucking money? Right, right. Well, and there comes a point, yeah, you get somebody writing the script for you, but it's up to you to take that and do something with it or not. You know what I mean? Shine. Right. It's your moment. You're on TV. Use it or lose it. You know what I mean? And those that use it end up being back on TV. All right, please, let's move well, on from this, man. The, good the champion that match is over. All right, yeah, yeah. So what you got? Oh, all right. Well, we got some more catch-up packets. And then we get a backstage with Jay and Orton. Jay Uso and Randy Orton bury the hatchet, apparently. But, you know, there's that dissension of Randy Orton. Hmm. Can you really believe him? 
hmm, Jay, can you really believe him? You know, there's always been that. Can you trust either one of these guys have that? Same as, you know, they would actually make a goddamn good tag team now that I'm thinking about it. Because they both have that same, like, nobody can trust them. Nobody believes them. But they want to have faith in them. But he's the viper, and he's always going to turn. And Jay's the bloodline, and he's always got that, you know what I mean, that rabid dog mentality. If they came together as a team, you know what I mean? That could actually end up being some really good chemistry, not only as Wait, second generation, third did? generation superstars coming together. It's that legacy with it. It's that they were both, you know, RKO. Yeah, the Usos, they were tag teams, they were tag team champions, you know, each in their own right. But I don't know. I don't know. I would not be. want to see that match. Why? Because it throws everything out the fucking window, what happened with the bloodline in Orton. Uso needs to get his ass kicked by Orton now that he's on Raw. Uso went and supposedly apologized to everybody. Well, Orton wasn't there. Story-wise, Jay needs to get his ass kicked. Never mind a tag team. Orton well, did say, just, I'm going after just... every member of the bloodline. True. True. But did Jay just not lose clean to Drew at Survivor Series? Like, that was kind of a surprise in a sense. So, like, yeah. so Drew got his come up. Drew got his one up on Jay. Is that what it's going to be? Like, everybody's going to kick Jay's ass until he learns his lesson and falls in line? Yes. Yes, and they should because the only ones that have an issue are Drew and Randy as of right now. You call it right there, should. man. I'm, all right. I want to watch this play. Oh, I'm interested. No, you got me interested in it. I really wasn't when they had their face-to-face. -face. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're going to go on their right. own separate ways. But you just made it all that way. And I, it was like, yeah, maybe he and does. now you got to remember. you got to remember. Seth, he wants to take on Jey Uso. But he's also doing it out to spite Drew. Right. Right. So and well, now we got, but now we got Randy in the mix. So everybody's going to be kicking Jay's ass. And let him huh. because of what he did with the fucking bloodline and not giving right? a shit. He should have never came back to fucking Raw as his, as main event Jay. He's he's main event to my fucking taint. He should <laughs> not, he, do you really see him main eventing no. a Raw or a SmackDown solo? Maybe once or twice he did, but the majority is all tag team and other bullshit. I Still don't really see why they broke him up from his brother because his brother's just falling to the wayside. It's like if you're gonna call him the main event Jay, what does that mean for the other guy? Like you guys I have a feeling <laughs> I have a feeling that was Roman's call because with Roman and Heyman one day in a press conference, they basically said in not so many words, things are getting shaken up. They're shaking up the bloodline right now. And in time to come, you'll see where the story culminates. Of course, they're not going to tell you, but Jay going to Raw obviously was part of it. There's still the bloodline. There's still members, te almost technically. It's just that two-thirds or a little more of that team are on SmackDown. And Somebody unfortunately, Raw has to have Jay. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're supposed to be like Bill Clinton and not inhale. Somewhere along the line, did we miss a catch-up packet or a backstage segment with uh, Sammy and no. Drew McIntyre? No. no. I could have they came face-to-face. -face. No. It's just uh, Dominic Mysterio going to the ring and getting ready for his match with Orton. Okay. I could have sworn Sammy and, and Drew then, face -face. And then they go to a commercial for about three <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, see, you were almost right. And then they come back. And I guess Mysterio standing in the ring like a fucking idiot. The one that my girlfriend called the uh, tall black-haired lesbian. Um, <laughs> I fell asleep. I fell asleep right as right as soon as they went to the commercial with Mysterio in the ring. I fell asleep. So I got woken up maybe 45 minutes afterwards, and I had to watch uh, what I missed. So... I guess there was a catch-up packet because they had to catch you up as to why Mysterio is in the ring against Orton. That's because Orton right. challenged them. Right, right. There's no rhyme or reason for this. They did it just to did it. End result is what? Mysterio I, loses. I think that uh, it does good for Mysterio, though. And I think that Orton wanted this match more than Mysterio, even though Mysterio was probably so hyped to get any match that he could get. Not only because it was, you know, again, the second generation wrestlers going against each other. It was. Do I'm, you, wait, 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 whoa. Do you actually think Randy Orton went yeah. to the back to create? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. kind of. I think he kind of is at the point to be able to call his own shots in a sense. Why not? What else is he going to do? So who are you going to fight? That's, and creative, trust that's creative who do you telling want to him. him. That is creative telling him, here's what you're doing. Mm, I don't, I I don't, don't know. See, I don't, I personally, don't know. I don't see Randy Orton asking to fight Rey Mysterio. I don't know. They kept, they kept playing up that it was, a, it was the first. They kept saying it through the whole match. You fell asleep. They said through the whole match, this is their first time going against each other. This is the second generation against second generation. Well, they have to tell you that. Run. They have to tell you that because they have to right. tell you a reason why these two are fighting one another. Otherwise, people are going to say, why is the tall, thin lesbian fighting Randy Orton? There is True. nothing between the two. There is nothing between the two other than space and air. So commentary has to do their job. Of telling you the history between these two, I'm trying I mean, to you, 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 Listen, you're probably ninety percent right. Okay, let's say you're ninety percent right. The other ten percent commentary has to do their job and oh, explain to people who are just coming back and seeing Randy Orton and wondering why the fuck is he fighting the tall head lesbian, dude. Uh Speaking to such, I will say that Michael Cole with the line of the night, aside from the end line of the night, was Dominic Mysterio may want to get in the gym with Randy Orton after this. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, that was phenomenal. Right. I couldn't believe right. he fucking said that. He was totally cut on his receipt. Like, in contrast, like you were saying, like, I don't know. I totally think that, you know, if we were to say, who do you want on the judgment day, and it would be like Dominic. 
you know, at least let's start there. You know, I wouldn't want it's like Finn Balor, who the fuck cares about that guy at this point? Like he's just a thought afterthought. You know, and Damian Priest, obviously they're building to that. And JD, I guess, is selling the move for the RKO. That would have been my obvious choice. I'm surprised that he wasn't the pick, even though he took the RKO early in the night. And that's why Dominic was the one to get it in the end. But what they were doing with Dominic's booking in the past, say, a couple months, with them bouncing between NXT and Raw, is this kid is getting the fucking reps. Everybody's working with him from the top to the bottom. Whether this NXT champ, you know, even Rollins worked with him. He gave him a shot at the title. You know what I mean? This kid's getting those reps in. That's why I was saying that what I said with Randy, I'm like, Randy's at the position in his career where I think he's, you know, like the Brock Lesnar. Right? Yeah or no? He, Brock Lesnar got to choose to work with our, Brock Lesnar got to choose to work with our truth. He said, I want to work with this guy. And they said, we're not going to argue with you. And they made it happen. That was one of the best pits I've ever seen in the last, like, five years, at least on TV, for comedy segments worth. You know what I mean? That's why R-Truth has still got my MVP for the night. He's got my MVP for the weekend. He'll probably get in next week, too. I hope to see him every single show that he's on, as long as he's healthy. Well, the great thing is that match ended in maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, McDummy. that was good. That was a, it, it was a match. Plus, plus seeing McDummy getting his head kicked in again. Right, right. I mean, that's that why he could have been in the match first. And that's why I think Dominic was the pick. He's like, fuck this JD guy. <laughs> you know, because JD would have been the obvious go-to for the first match back. You know, you, you, you went through the judgment day from the bottom up. You oh, get what yeah, I'm saying? That, it would have been... If yeah. that was the angle, yes, I, I right. see that a hundred percent. Either way, but, uh, it, it, it's either here or there, you know. But yes, Randy absolutely got the room win as he should have, in quick fashion as he should have. It was a match. I don't think there was any highlights to put out. RKO obviously ended it. What I wish would have happened was after the commercial, you still see Orton standing there. Why? Because Punk had to come out. And I wrote down something specific. All right. The time is 10.49, and they go to a commercial. They waited all that time. Punk came out at 11.01, I, I think. So at 10.49... That match ended with the RKO, and at 10.49, you see the CM Punk emblem on a door. I guess it's his own locker. His music doesn't hit until 10.54. Why? At least two minutes or so of commercials. And that then we'll catch up packets for the show already. So then as far as his music hits... At 10.54 now, there's only six, maybe seven minutes left because they always go at the end stretch of 11.01 if they yep. don't go over to 11.05. Yeah, so it's past like hour, everything has been rushed. They rushed everything the past hour just for seven fucking minutes. Yeah. And in those seven fucking minutes from 10.54 – until 
1101. He basically only said the two words were I've changed. He said a bunch of other shit before that. Yeah, he said the basically, same promo he did as an AEW debut. It was the same promo. Look at me. I'm here. I'm happy. Almost, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Very you. Similar. He didn't go into too many specifics as he did, though, in AEW. No, he wasn't no, not at all. Bad mouth another no. promotion on WWE TV like he did with right. AEW. So he mentions that I guess people have their differences in life. He's changed. And he said, the American dream told me once that if you speak from the heart, that is the truth. And that he's home. Okay. Well, I'll elaborate on that in a minute. And it's been 10 years since it's that in which the people forgot about him and which he wanted to forget about himself. And says that a wise man told him that in order to, I guess, enjoy life and find who he is, he would have to leave and then come back. And that wise man was right. Well, there's only could be only two people out of the so-called wise men. Oh, well, there's only well, one. Three. No, really one. three. It's Heyman, Triple H, or Vince McMahon. It, it's Heyman. And, oh, I think that was holy. I think that was holy Heyman. It could Not be much. we would never know because he yeah, hasn't said it. Oh, oh! Unless that plays into a storyline, sir. Oh, it could. What's what's See, not to say it. that while? What's not to say that while blocks away, Heyman doesn't have Punk on the side? But the problem right. is, they, no, I don't think like, they're going to put him with Heyman because of the bloodline. Yeah, I know, but Heyman's acting all fishy, and you always see that, and like he's always stirring something up between the bloodline members. Oh, You've that's always because seen he's kind of like yeah, but that's because he's the shyster Jew, Chris. No shit, but and that's you what they do. Transition that into that. If they that was a part, I mean, yes, yes, yeah, but, they could do that. Yes. WWE's been fucking trolling everybody. They've been looking at all these puns and quips. And quarrels that the internet has been rumbling with, and they've been rolling with it, just sitting there like, <laughs> Mr. Burns, excellent. You know what I mean? They're just waiting in the background to be like, All right, I see you. I see, I see your jack, and I call you a spade. You know what I'm saying? Oh, good. It, it's it gets it gets people interested. I'll leave it. At it that. does, and that's exactly what you're saying with the call of the night. My, I maybe was gonna try to rebook the show, but I think you're you know you called it. I don't think it could have went any other way. It's WWE, and I don't expect things from WWE, and I don't expect things from wrestling, and that's why I want to still be a fan because I love it when I'm surprised and proven otherwise. I like being wrong. I don't want to sit there and predict everything that's going to happen on a card and win a bunch of money because I guessed X, Y, and Z. I want to be wrong. Unless it's football, I guess. <laughs> you know I what guess I mean? Then if I got money on the line, I'm trying to win, I guess. 
but I'm then not playing it. Do, you know what I mean? Then I guess yeah. you don't do the pick em challenge. No, no, not at all. What's the point? It's like, I want to be surprised. I want to suspend my disbelief, and that's why I want to keep tuning in. Otherwise, what am I trying to watch this for? I don't I don't know why anybody else is either, because aren't we all fans? Hmm? All right, so now, <laughs> back to Punk. says, being back there feels like a family reunion. And that could be true. Whether like people, whether people like them, I like them, I hate them, they are going to welcome them back and say, hey, we missed you. Says that almost all respect him. Well, since he came back, I guess we know who that means. There's only a few, hand few that actually do want him there possibly and respecting him of course there's there the people who don't but aren't gonna care why because they're all gonna make money with him right. being back like it was with hogan people right. make money on the card under him they still do that right they still do that to this day john cena whenever card he makes card bonuses, whenever the rock is there everything you know? still stand the same way 100 percent Hundred percent. Then he leaves with says that those who claim are the best in the world, whether it be in the back or in the ring or on commentary, that's not true. The best in the ring is back right now. And that was it. It ended at eleven oh one. And then he looks at the camera and he says the most important. <laughs> thing of the promo the most important thing in the whole promo do you know what he said money 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 i'm here to make money not friends while whom mcdaniel is famous for saying that and he said that to scott all and that is true make your money i mean get make your friends after you make your money because if you and don't have money, why, take care why of there yourself, was no fight or you can't take care of your friends either. If you don't have the money, you can't live. You're there to make money, and that's it. That's why you're putting your body on the fucking line maybe 340 days a year. Actually, no, it's a lot less, maybe 240 days a year now. But it's 11.01, and they go off the air. Now we could take the time to talk about that as the last. And that's why he did not drop a pipe bomb. He wants to right, make that no. thing. Like that's smart. Like what what does he what more does he have to say? What did they you know what I mean? And right. uh, we, you did miss one bit. He did uh let us all know that AJ Lee sends us all her best wishes. Who? So I'm really AJ, his wife. I I didn't care about mentioning that. Uh see, that, that plans to see for her coming back, and there's a real good chance that she could be the one to take on Ripley. And well, that's why I mentioned that earlier that she can actually come in because heels is over. Right, and I think that that plans to see for her to be in uh, the Royal Rumble because that's the next one on the deck. Cody plants the seeds for that, so. 
by entering the Royal Rumble. We're beginning the road to WrestleMania. There the is Royal a Rumble, possibility right? she will be in the Rumble. Yep, I think so. I If I had a bet, I'm saying 8. I'll put 8% on it. Out of 10. 8 out of 10. You're willing to bet money on it? Yeah. Yeah, I am. You wouldn't have brought her name up otherwise. You wouldn't have a name dropper. Like, nobody, who? Actually, no, it's a lot less. Maybe. What I mean? And right. uh, we, we, you did miss one bit. He did uh, let us all know that AJ Lee sends us all her best wishes. Who? So I'm really, AJ, his wife? And I, I didn't care about mentioning that. Uh, see, that, that plans to see for her coming back, and there's a real good chance that she could be the one to take on Ripley. And well, that's why I mentioned that earlier that she can actually come in because heels is over, right? And I think uh, that plans to see for her to be in uh, the Royal Rumble because that's the next one on the deck. Cody planted the seeds for that, so. By entering the Royal Rumble, we're beginning the road to WrestleMania there at the Royal Rumble, right? She will be in the Rumble. Yep, I think so. I, If I had a bet, I'm saying 8. I'll put 8% on it. Out of 10? 8 out of 10. You're willing to bet money on it? Yeah. Yeah, I am. You wouldn't have brought her I'm name up otherwise. You wouldn't have I'm a name dropper. Like nobody, who in the WWE knows that she's even married to him right now in the fan base. If you've just been a WWE fan, not knowing anything about AEW, and you never even mentioned her in AEW, so yeah, I'll even include AEW. Who in the last ten years even knows who AJ Lee is Many as a WWE are. fan? No, just a regular casual. Are. Yeah, just a casual fan though. Nobody. So she's gonna be there. Guaranteed. The casual fan don't watch it really. Only yeah, fans that's, watch. That's who WWE pretends to keep marketing to. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing this. They wouldn't keep doing this to us if they knew. You know what I mean? Right. If it mattered, they wouldn't keep doing it. They got casual fans all around the planet. There are people that I tune in all the time. I record Raw every single week religiously because it's always been the show that has been consistently on ever since I was a lad. Before SmackDown, it was always raw, so I will always try to pay attention, but I usually fast forward to it, and thank God for Cable for that. <laughs> There's a lot of raw that I usually fast forward to, but if we got to cover it, I will give it my due diligence and suffer my eyes and pay attention the best that I can. I hope that we have done that here tonight. <laughs> Just getting to a certain aspect I wanted to mention, because I already mentioned about Rollins. I mentioned Orton. Well, Let's see. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Come, well, we said something about a pipe pump. That it didn't need to be. I talked about that already. I had that in notes. And there was the aspect of his promo that where he mentions he's home. He 
he almost said in not many words AEW is like a home, but that yeah, one did sells, he not? Did he not? Home. Like I said, it was pretty much the same promo, and he was all happy, so, go lucky, and jovial, and like, yeah, look at me, hugging the crowd, and except that at least he didn't jump into the crowd and break his ankle again, so or whatever it he was. Didn't need, <clears throat> he didn't need to say WWE was his home. Why? Well, that home. Basically, released him, him release him on his wedding day, even though he quit. Well, you. you hit the wrong button. Yeah, there. Huh? I see you. I know, but you disappeared. No, you disappeared. Well, we both disappeared. Then. All, right. All right. <laughs> We're like AEW's ratings. We disappear. <laughs> At a moment's notice, you never know. <laughs> but the mentioning of home, he got released on his wedding day, basically let go. But days before that, he quit. So he's mentioning WWE as his home. Yep. That's some fucking home. But yet he's back. Why? Many people have left WWE under whatever terms. It could be months or years later. They come back. They grow among themselves. Their attitude, mindset changes. You can say they're more mature. Right. They're willing to make money and do business. That is why he got along with Triple H. And that's why he's there now. Why? Both are more mature. Both had a lot of things happen while others were in different promotions. Well, Vince McMahon knew Punk was coming in. He's not now, getting any younger. the final say? No, he has no say no. in it, but he knew Punk was right. coming in. Said okay, probably welcomed him. Hey, everybody thinks he's getting he, people think he's probably getting as much, if not more, than WWE. In my view, no, he's not. No. If you ask me, he's probably doing it for under three million. Why? Because of the ties with UFC and Endeavor. They really yeah. like Punk. They like Punk. Oh. That's one of the main reasons why he's there too. Let me finish. Let me finish. Endeavor really likes Punk. So does Fox. Yep. Now, I was just think, you nailed it. You nailed it. That's what I was going to touch on. Now, don't think that there could have been some way to get Punk in, but yet right. get him under a Punk salary it's probably between two to three million on a combined effort maybe not with fox as far as financially speaking but maybe as far as whole, maybe as far as the whole thing together that's why punk is there it's not just because triple h or anybody else wanted him back endeavor and and uh, tko wanted him back as well big time there's interest there and they have, I think that they're kind of on a good relationship basis too. So that's one of the other reasons why Punk is back.
It's not just because Triple H wanted him back. So with Punk maturing after all this time, that's why he's back. Yeah, for the whole network. Yeah, yep, the network and um, Fox really does like Punk. I think they even liked him more as the analytical role where he was an analyst on their show where I think that maybe he's got a part-time per se contract where we might not be seeing so much of him as we did in AEW. And that's why he was so egregious to come back because like they're going to give him the time off that he needs and his vacation packages are guaranteed. And when he's down on WWE, he's going to be on these Fox shows filling in for a B or C like the Pat McAfee type of guy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, but he's back. Apparently Jimmy T is the Nostradamus of that and saying that in the first place. Like I, I was really, actually really, really doubtful. Listen, we all know he was coming back. Okay. A lot of people know he was coming back. I was told to keep my mouth shut because if I and others were to say something, it would make this person who is not a dirt rider, but a wrestler who heard about it would have made him look like a fucking dick. But never say never in wrestling. Jimmy, Jimmy, that's up to you if you want to cut that out or not. Um, but yeah, I was told not to say anything. Um, no, because cool, this man. certain person was almost kind of mentioned along with others that said Punk is going to appear to be a moron by Sean Ross Sapp. For three weeks, up until the very last minute of the pay-per-view, Sean Ross Sapp, what, he oh. wasn't going to appear, and then most people were morons for thinking of it. Well, he oh, came on five, like two minutes before the end and made everybody look like a fucking dick. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I really don't. I don't follow Dirt Sheets, man. I listen to these shows. And I, that's I don't either. I don't even do. listen. I don't even listen to Mark podcasts. Whenever we're gonna, whenever we review anything, I'm coming at you as a fan, dude. I've been a fan ever since I was fucking knee high to a grasshopper. It's always been in my blood. It will always be here. I I love wrestling. I don't care what anybody thinks about it. Everybody that knows me either. Yeah, everybody knows me Yeah, everybody knows me accepts that and they feed into it. That's where I got half the fucking stupid toys I got. You know what I mean? I got I got awesome. I don't have I don't have toys. I grew out of that at 17. I got my kids a bunch of stuff and they ended up giving it all back to me as I got older. You can always sell it on eBay. Nah, I'm just gonna hang on to it until they have kids. You know what's funny, Chris? You get a lot of people who talk shit about Punk's return, right? Yeah. Now, his return, for a CM Punk return, because there's been a handful so far, his return was the best return Punk can have for Punk. But, you know, we're seeing the exact same thing that everybody said when he came to AEW, and now they're twisting those coins around because all of a sudden it's on the other side. They're like... That's where the tribalism is coming. It's not that I'm tribal. I just don't like AEW's product. If they That's presented, not where I was going. If they presented something that I could get into, even with CM Punk, 
Okay, even when right. he was on the show, it didn't make me like it any more or less. I was indifferent, and I still am because I do not care. I will not right. waste my time watching garbage. That I just can't. it's like I'm I'm not gonna sit there and watch Days of Our Lives if I get young and restless, right? I'm into this show. I don't care what Bo and that chick are doing. I don't care about Marlena. I want to watch that. You know what I mean? It's like fuck. Right. You know what I mean? Every yeah. like everybody. That's that's not what everybody. That's not what I meant though. Right. right I right. understand what you're saying, but that's not what I meant. I was, I was gonna try to say. The type of return he had from stepping away was no different than Hogan returning. Warrior returning or anybody else. Warrior was the one. I, the Warriors. Other might, people, have, person, other people have said that also. You know, look at all the people that left over the years and coming back. I think Triple the Warriors are the best example for C a contrast with CM Punk in the return and how it could be. And this is the way he gets into the Hall of Fame. This is the way that he goes off and writes his own chapter in his life. And you can well, Hall, of fame, I don't, Hall of Fame, I don't know. Or I don't know. It's still too early right now for a Hall of Fame. He's just coming back. But my point is. What they did with Edge you know, after he was gone for nine years, that was an injury. Granted. Granted, but how is that any different when when these superstars? How many come back? championships did Edge win? Nine. Bingo. You just you just ended it right there. How many did Punk win with his A and W ones? You're not counting AEWs. His WWE. You think WWF <laughs> Hall of Fame is gonna... Dude, take your head and bang it in the fucking wall five times. Jimmy leaves us in. <laughs> That's well, great. Right. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Yeah. No, all right, go on. <laughs> but it's no different than almost anybody's return. Hogan's Triple H hurt himself. He's injured. When he came back in MSG and I was there, your body sounded vibrating like you were right next to a fucking jet engine. That is how loud that ovation was. And that's how loud Survivor Series was. That was a good moment and a good return. So when people want to talk shit like you were saying, semantics, whatever, does it matter? Anybody, after a duration of time, if they grow up, can come back to the WWE. Absolutely. Um, before we end, can we maybe touch on that with a second? Um. Did you notice the difference between obviously in Chicago, but the Tennessee crowd? There was a couple times where I think that they actually didn't mute the crowd during Punk's punk speech. Like when he was name dropping Seth, they were starting to cheer, and I think they turned it down. I noticed that the crowd oh, was yeah. starting to pick up on Seth, and they were starting to boo Punk at times. Yep. They did no. it last week too with all the piped no, in uh, booze and cheers. Do you see it being? You're better. telling me no. You're telling me no. If you go back to last week, they did jump up the volume on the cheers and the booze. Right. They did it this week too, but you're saying no. No, I'm saying the opposite happened. Where they turned down the booze for punk, 
and they turn up the cheers for like like or the, even the cheers for Rollins because there was a couple a couple times a couple times to yes. speak where I noticed that the crowd was starting to pick up yes. whenever he was talking about Rollins and like they turned it down all of a sudden like it turned down and you could almost hear the audible like ooh underneath and all of a sudden that disappeared yes. and, and then it was quiet and do you know why uh -uh. because he's their face champ can't have a crowd booing him well i do you think that they're booking themselves in the corner if they have them feud then and go into it that's just going to be the one that they ultimately gravitate towards that's just going to be right that punk left and he's a pussy for leaving and he's coming not, back not that, he, not that no. he was right and they left not that they was right and he left the fact that there were ill will between the two for whatever reason, and that okay. Seth called Punk a hypocrite right there right. in the building box. Right. Punk becomes heel. Seth is already their face champ. Did you want Punk heel? I do. I could, I saw the seeds planted for for that. I just could care less. Punk. Right. I could care less as long as they just do the match. Right. Seriously, I don't care. And then what? Like what after that? After where does that, Punk go after that? Where does Punk go after that? Well, it depends if he wins the belt or not. Right, right. I'm le I'm if leaning he on wins the belt. He does his own thing. If well, he doesn't win the belt, there's lots of opportunities. What? Well, well, there's still time. There was always. I don't know for you, but on. Um, my aspect of things like the dream match with Punk and uh, Steve Austin. Because you got the beer, you know, and like even though the promo, Steve can like give him the give, give him a stone cold cutter and pour the beer in his face, you know. It could go on those certain lines. And there was always that. I know that there was uh, some I read with Punk where he always wanted to work with Austin. I've seen an interview with Steve Austin where he wanted to work with Punk. But the timing just wasn't there, and then Punk left. Steve Austin wasn't clear to go. You know, obviously, he saw what he could do with Owens. In that type of aspect, he could be the one that sends Austin off to the sunset, Punk, if he's still in that position. Somebody has to send these guys off. I don't think that Owens did it, per se, because Austin won. You know what I'm saying? And when The Undertaker went off to the sunset, he passed the torch. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And vice versa. It kind of goes like that. That's why I was saying with like Orton should be the one that sends Lesnar off. Because I think it would be a story well told with their time back in the OVW growing up. Going for full circle on and off. You know, everybody needs somebody to write them off to the sunset. I think that Punk and Austin would be money. Money. More than Rollins and Austin to my extent. I don't give a fuck. Nobody knows about Punk and Rollins beef. There's people that don't read the internet. There's people that aren't on the Twitter that watch wrestling. Grandmas and grandpas and people all around is stuck watching the shit whether they can turn the channel or not. You know what I'm saying? I've but been in situations that WWE don't care for. Either way, I've been in situations where I can't. And on change that me. note, and on that note, we've already hit our mark. You have any final words, Chris? I don't on the shows. I just really, really quick want to plug the HMG PWC. Thank you, Jimmy T, for bringing us together in this world of Podbean. Channelattitude.com. Got to get all them plugs in. 
I don't care if anybody follows me. I'm always trolling the Twitter feeds and the comment feeds on the, you know, live streams on all these shows, HMD, PMD. Where can they find you on Twitter? If they wanted to, it's CBW9666. All right, be sure to forget that, everybody. Absolutely. Now, for me, I don't want people to follow me. That's why mine isn't on there. But, uh, Chris, thank you very much. You've been very gracious. I appreciated talking with you. And, folks, listen to the PWC Network, which hopefully you should find this on um, as soon as our esteemed head of talent relations, Jimmy, gets this. You should be able to put it up. You can see this most likely on the PWC Network, as well as most, well, I'm not going to say most likely, but probably as well on the HMG brand on channelattitude.com, which is part of Russo's brand. We catch their shows usually. There's about three to four live per week, most likely on YouTube. For only $5 a month, join. For only $5 a month, you can join Tommy Media Group. There's lots of things you could do at $5, but they're probably not going to be that healthy for you or leave you with a dirt mark somewhere. You're going to regret that. <laughs> so for 5 bucks, you can get the best education in pro wrestling by listening to Channel Attitude, Tommy Media Group, and PWC All is One. For myself and Chris, we'll see you again soon. Yep, have a good one, Mikey. You too, buddy. Hang in there, Chris. Hang in. Yep. Join the Hamian Army.
Looks like hell froze over. And when I mean hell froze over, I mean this is me standing in a WWE ring on Monday Night Raw with a live microphone in my hand. I don't mean the fact that apparently a Blackhawks fan is universally loved inside the Predator's barn. Okay, I'm sorry, I had to. You guys understand that. I gotta be me, right? And lately, I've been feeling a little bit more like myself ever since Saturday, which was a career highlight for me. I've been trying to come up with the words and the language to explain to all of you exactly how I feel. And I've come to two words and I'm afraid to say them, honestly. And it's not because they're not true, it's because I'm a little bit scared of how true they actually are. And it's a little bit corny and it's a little bit cheesy and it's not gonna sound like CM Punk, but I've changed. And once upon a time, an American dream taught me that as long as you speak from the heart, you cannot go wrong because it is the truth. And this is the truth. I'm home. I've come back to this familiar place and I didn't know how I was gonna react and I didn't know how it was gonna go, but it has made me feel like my old self because this is where I belong. This is home and I've been gone for 10 years and over 10 years, you people never forgot me even when maybe I wanted to forget me. And that's powerful. You are all powerful. A bunch of continents, countless countries, arenas all over the world, the people watching at home, the people in the building never stopped chanting my name. The voiceless found their voice and I couldn't be more proud of you and I heard you and that's why I'm back because I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys, and I've missed you guys, and I've missed all of this, and I wish I could say I never had to leave. But once upon a time, a wise man told me, for me to get everything I need out of this place, I'd have to leave and come back. Hate to say the wise man was right. But that's why I'm back, to get everything I need out of this place. I'm back for you, because you are home. Saturday night was an amazing moment. Monday night is an amazing moment. Try to have the words to explain to you how it feels, but in front of and behind the camera, it's been nothing but love. It's been nothing but hugs. It feels like a family reunion. 
Everybody back there is happy to see me. It's all smiles. A few people kissed me on the mouth. It's welcome back. Welcome home. We've missed you. We're happy to see you. By the way, how's AJ? And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, AJ is fabulous, and she sends her regards. Everybody has welcomed me back with open arms. Well, almost everybody. Some people are afraid. They're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of what they don't understand, but I understand. Everything I've ever wanted has always been here. The competition here, week in and week out, competes to be the best in the world, but the best in the world has not been here for almost 10 years. I understand being afraid. They're afraid that I just set the bar to an unattainable level. They're afraid that the brass ring is in my back pocket and they can't grab it. They're afraid that the most dangerous and controversial feared man in this industry just walked through the front door and there's nothing that they can do about it. Some people are afraid that tomorrow morning when they wake up, they're gonna have to come to terms with the fact that their best efforts at being the best in the world, in this ring, on this microphone, even at commentary, isn't just false, but it's a lie. Because the best in the world is back and the best in the world is standing in the middle of the ring, live and in living color in Nashville, Tennessee, on a Monday night, and his name is... I'm here to make money.
VWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.